Money FM 89.3, the best of prime time. Market View on Money FM 89.3. Very good afternoon. My name is Willie King and I'm covering for Tian Tian today and this week. This year has been a grueling yet surprising year for many with high interest rates coming up, low growth and an unexpectedly high inflation. And on top of that, the, the ongoing war in Ukraine. Well, that's some bad news. The good news is we're also coming to a year end, which also means a new year to look forward to. For me, I have invited this afternoon Stanley Lim. He is a content creator, very popular on a very popular YouTube channel called Invest with Stanley with more than 1.5 million views. I'm inviting him on the show to talk about what is going on um, for 2022 and what we are looking out for in the next year. Very good afternoon, Stan. Hello, really nice to speak to you. Hey, hello. Hey, before we get to the heart of the matter on what you are looking out for next year, I want to quickly ask you first, you know, with people talking about a potential market crash, a recession, you know, what does it mean for economies or what is the impact we are seeing here? Right, yeah, definitely. When, when, when we're looking at uh, whether there's a recession coming up or 2023, uh, many investors are telling me, you know, maybe it's time for us to be greedy uh, you know, when other people are fearful, but uh, having that, that's sometimes quite hard to do uh, in reality. At first, we, if, if a recession is really hitting out, we have to make sure that we are in a secure financial stability, make sure that, you know, our jobs are secure and, mm-hmm. and uh, pay down any unnecessary debt that we have to make sure that we are in the best financial position to take uh, advantage of any crisis coming our way. Mm. And if let's say if the fall is severe, right? What sort of repercussions, uh, you know, could we potentially see as investors? Right. So typically, we tend to see the market downturn every eight to ten years, or on average. So this is not something new, and this is certainly something that is not avoidable. So uh, when the time comes, uh, sometimes we can see market drop more than fifty percent mm. uh, a year. But uh, typically, over the past few crises, we have not seen crises that last more than two to three years, so per se. And it tend to last much longer. So my best uh, tip for myself, at least, is to get ready, you know, be prepared for the market upturn after the crisis. Mm. Yeah, so it's really to position ourselves here. I mean, if we are looking at a potential downturn, there will be something to expect. But like what you say, you know, Typically, based on historical data, it's roughly about two to three years. And despite all the bad news which has happened, you know, for this year, there could be a recovery here. And if so, you know, as investors, we could very well position ourselves as as well. So after looking through it, you know, across major sectors um, in the US and Asian markets, I just want to pick your brain here, Stan. What are, you know, the top three sectors you are looking out for next year? Right. Uh, I do personally invest uh, across the U.S. market and also in greater China region. And some of the sector that is starting to interest me is mm. actually uh, number one, most interesting one to me is uh, actually the Chinese financial uh, banks right Ooh. now uh, trading at very very low valuation. And some some of the largest banks are giving dividends rate of around ten percent right now. Wow. And although they trading at quite low valuation for many years now, some some of them has been trading at single digit valuation uh, PE at you know more than ten years. 
but uh, sometimes it can reach a point where it's just too cheap to ignore. And I think that uh, the, the dividend going forward should be able to sustain. You know? So if you are just investing in them for the dividend, a 10% dividend yield uh, looks quite promising to me. Right? That's, that's the first uh, factor that I, I, I'm quite interested in. Mm, yep, too cheap to ignore is something which came out... Uh, which really struck me out here. <laughs> but of course, on one hand, you know, that's the pros. But what sort of risk are we also seeing as well, you know, based on the high dividend yield, despite, you know, them paying, um, you know, recurring dividends, you know, year after year? Right, yeah. So China has always been a more opaque market for foreign investors. Uh, just that the information outflow to us is uh, sometimes we don't get the full picture. So there's talk about, you know, uh, the mortgage crisis happening in China and mm. we might not and the full story of it. So then I think there is a certain amount of risk that we have to take as investors. But the Chinese financial sector is a key uh, industry for them. And I do feel that uh, this is one of the last sectors that they want to see uh, having a hard time. So this will be one factor that I think the government will try its best to stabilize no matter what. Mm. So... On the recent news where we talk about China easing COVID policy and they're also reopening up uh, their economy as well. And there's, of course, the potential repercussion where the infection rate would actually spike up. Will this affect Chinese financial institutions and you know the banks itself across the country? Right. Um, right now, we would not know what is the real impact. But, uh, you know, in, in theory, if the economy is uh, able to reopen, that, is, that should actually benefit uh, benefit the banks as well. Because uh, I always see the banks as a proxy to the overall economy. Mm. Uh, so if the economy can restart and uh, regain its, um, its normal growth uh, trajectory, then uh, hopefully there will be good news for the banks as well. Yeah, I guess they always say that um, um, banks are like the bloodline of a country or economy right so as long as the blood flows the economy flows the blood flows you know banks should prosper moving on right so that's the first sector you are watching out for tell us what's the the next sector um you are looking out for next year right uh, the second one is actually in the the u.s tech sector which i feel has experienced the majority of the drop uh in this year so a lot of the big names even you know we're talking about your meta platforms or paypal this company has seen their stock price drop around 70 percent and i feel that the fundamentals of this company is still doing very well and they are one of the best companies financially with their balance sheet and so if any downturn is to come uh they actually have the highest chance of surviving and uh recovering in the future Mm. I know for the tech sector, you know, you, you have very fundamentally strong companies, you know, um, you know, some of the big companies like the FANGs, for example. Are there any risk or anything or red flags which as investors we should be looking at in order to avoid um, some of sort of the weaker or the poor fundamental tech companies, right, which we also have seen, you know, over the couple of years which came um, into the market? Yeah, so, so for me, I try to be more conservative and in such a way, I tend to still look for companies with uh, proven profitability mm-hmm. and proven cash flow business. Uh, I tend to focus more on companies that actually have a current business model. You know, company like maybe Adobe, mm. one that is a company that has a very recurring model. And so, you know, day in and day out, uh, these are the services that people will still subscribe to for uh, jobs. So looking at businesses, look at tech companies where the services are actually being used on a daily basis and also provide that kind of recurring um, profits or the recurring revenues for investors. Yep, definitely. Okay, and... 
I know you have three sectors uh, which you want to share. Um, you have covered two, and we'll move on to the last one. And this last one is something which I typically don't um, look at. Um, what is this sector um, which you are going to share with us? Yeah, so uh, this one, I, I feel that uh, this might be something more of a longer-term trend that we are seeing, uh, which is company that is very focused on ESG, so your environmental, social, and mm. aspect. Social responsibility investing has really taken off, I feel, uh, since the start in you know, 2010, they started this, uh, this trend. Uh, even banks, uh, sometimes they would want company to approve ESG card. They give out a loan to approve a loan. So this will be something that uh, will affect uh, almost every company in the future. And I feel that companies that have a head start that is uh, looking at this uh, very seriously at the moment would benefit by gaining more interest in, among investors and also uh, support from financial institutions. Mm. I have here with me this afternoon, Stanley Lim, who runs a very popular YouTube channel called Invest with Stanley, where he shares his investment ideas um, on stock analysis as well. Thank you so much for coming on to the show, Stanley. I hope to chat with, you, chat with you again soon. Take care, man. Thank you, Willie. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance.